This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome in. This is Bink at Night here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, the Odyssey app. However you choose to listen, we appreciate you. Christian Ocero, Nolan Brooks. We'll be here for the next two hours. God, there's so much to talk about today. Like literally, like yesterday... Yes, so yesterday I, I went out of town. Um, my my girlfriend, this is her son's last year in high school, senior. And so she wanted to do the whole, you know, last spring break type trip. And, you know, we couldn't really do anything real big because we're, we're going to uh, go out of town to graduation uh, out in June. So it was kind of a situation where we wanted to take like a little getaway for a day. So... We went out to Springfield and um, went down went down to the aquarium. Went hiking out there in the in the little state park they got that's like south of Springfield, you know. And and I'm enjoying this time out here having fun, but all at the same time I'm like, man, like I wonder what news am I going to come back to as far as NFL free agency goes because. Monday was the beginning of the legal tampering period where teams could agree to deals with players on other teams, but they couldn't officially sign them yet. It was like a two-day window. You can legally talk, start negotiating a contract with the player on another team. And, you know, every now and then I was, when I got the chance, when we were in the car driving to and from and whatnot, you know, I'd peek at my phone I got notifications set up on all of my, uh, all of the NFL newsbreakers, whether it's Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, James Palmer, Adam Schefter. Though Adam Schefter, he's been getting his ass whooped as far as these, these NFL scoops go. Like, he has been getting beat by Pelissero. He's been ge- getting beat by, uh, by Ian Rappaport. Like, Schefter's, he, he hadn't been having a good go of it here during this, uh, this free agency period as far as breaking news goes. And so I was paying attention to all that notification continuously. Like, you know, you're like really hooked to whatever the news cycle is when you're constantly pulling down on the, on your news feed on Twitter, trying to get it to re uh, to uh, refresh with new tweets on there. Like I was all about it. Like seriously, I was just so hooked on news, but there was really not much happening yesterday. Then today comes along and Today, and it, 
there's so much that came out today as far as news. You None, picked a great day to come back. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> you you know, an amazing day to come you back know, and talk. <laughs> you know how mad I would have been if I had not been if I would have had yesterday's show with not that much, and then not have to, and then and not have tonight's show when all the news happens about the past rushers in the league. That would have been so. I would have been so mad for that situation to happen. But yeah, yesterday was good, and you know I had fun in Springfield. And dude, I'm I'm gonna tell you this right now. That aquarium they got down there in Springfield, Missouri. Legit, by far, like better than what they got at the zoo with their, you know, aquatic sea life section or whatever. Like they got like a bass fishing hall of fame there, which I didn't really care about that. But, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, cool. But seriously, aquarium, it's like 40 bucks, maybe one of the one of the coolest things I've gotten to visit. So if you're if you're ever down in that area, um, definitely go check it out. It's It's worth the time and money. But yeah, today. Just news left and right. Massive signings left and right. Free agency starts 3 o'clock central time here. And just all of a sudden, news just comes out from nowhere right before the league year starts. Officially, you've got Julio Jones being released by the the Titans uh, designated as a post-June 1st cut. So, you know, they're, you know, going to save, you know, a little bit of cash and he'll be available come this summer. There are just this flurry of moves going on. But there's one team that has not been making a ton of moves that I think we expected to make a a large amount of moves. And that was the the Kansas City Chiefs. Last offseason, the Chiefs had a major problem with their team. It was their offensive line. Their offensive line was awful. We kind of saw it towards the end of the 2020 season when we watched that offensive line almost get Patrick Mahomes murdered against the Saints at the Superdome. And you had Andrew Wiley starting at right tackle. You had uh, Mike Rimmer starting at left tackle. And they just, they didn't look like they should be playing at, at the end of the offensive line there. I mean, you had Trey Hendrickson, who's, you know, now with the Bengals, uh, going up against Rimmers. Wiley was was having to tr- attempt to block Cam Jordan. And he wasn't doing a very good job at it. I mean, uh, the, the thing that might have saved Mahomes' life was Cam Jordan throwing a punch at... Uh, at Andrew Wiley in, in, in like the third or fourth quarter and getting tossed out, which meant that now half of their elite pass rush gone. So that might have saved Patrick Mahomes' career with the way that that was going down. I was legitimately concerned about his health because of how bad Andrew Wiley was playing in that game. Um, but we saw last offseason that there was an amazing offensive line, big problem. Get to the playoffs and just we're hoping that Mitch Schwartz comes back from his back injury. That didn't happen in the playoffs. And then against the Bills in the AFC championship game, Eric Fisher tears his Achilles tendon. And I, I mean, I remember my girlfriend talking about after the game. He's like, do you think that's a, that's a bad sign for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? And because... The Chiefs had found a way to play around injuries like that on their line. I was optimistic. I was like, no, they'll be fine. I trust that they've got a plan in the two weeks of time that they get after that championship game 
to find a way to win the Super Bowl. Didn't happen. Patrick Mahomes was harassed the entire game. I mean, it was it was almost as if the, the tackles didn't even exist in that game. Just the entire game. He's getting hit. He's running for his life. He ran like, like five miles for the entire game, which I, I can tell you this. Last this past Saturday, I I ran four miles in the St. Patrick's Day run down at Westport for like Casey Running Club. Uh, you know, I'm 31, going on 32 this summer. My body felt that for up until yesterday. I felt my my legs were hurting, my glutes are hurting, my hamstrings and quads were hurting. I mean, I was feeling that at 31 years old, just running. Four miles nonstop. I mean, I, I mostly power walk, but I I ran like a half of half of a mile out of that. You know, did it in like fifty five minutes. It it hurt like hell. It was an awful awful uh, experience. But I I did that, and it's like, man, Patrick Holmes ran like one more mile than that in the Super Bowl. Like that's the kind of situation that he was in in that game, and the Chiefs saw that and they handled that problem. They were aggressive. With handling that problem. Joe Tooney signed him from the Patriots. Big, big contract for a guard. Got him. Traded the first round pick. Got Orlando Brown Jr. Went out and uh, drafted two offensive linemen in the draft. Creed Humphrey, who's best center in the NFL according to PFF. Went out and got Trey Smith. Sixth round pick. Maybe the steal of last year's draft considering where he was drafting the kind of value he brought. They handled that problem as best as they possibly could. And then you look at the Chiefs this offseason. It's early. You know, the league year is only about four hours old. I haven't checked my Twitter timeline yet, so maybe the Chiefs have made the move in the last... 10 minutes or so that I've been on the air. I don't if if they do make a move uh Nolan, like you can break in at any time, find a breaking news sounder or something, interrupt me. Let us know if something happens while I'm I'm monologuing here. But and and if they do, we'll obviously we'll, we'll we'll keep you up to date on that. But as far as I know, the only moves that they've made thus far, re-signing Michael Burton fullback, you know, who actually I mean, last year he had to have gotten almost as many carries as as um, as uh, what is his name? Sausage had in the years before at fullback with the Chiefs. They they re-signed Chad Henney, their backup quarterback, and they re-signed. They just announced this like maybe a an hour, half an hour before the show, signing Andrew Wiley to a one year, two and a half million dollar deal, which is massive for a guy who is probably a backup guard. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm not. I don't know if I'm comfortable making him a, a, a starting or competing to start at right tackle because uh, I, you know, I watched that man almost get Mahomes killed against the Saints in, in the Super Bowl, so I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. But those are like your big moves. Aside from the signing of, of Justin Reed from the Texans to seemingly replace Tyron Matthew. Those are your moves. That's it. The biggest problem this team had, and we all talked about this all after the, the playoffs, pass rush. What are you going to do to address your pass rush? The Chiefs have yet to really do that. Zadarius Smith, who was a name that we all thought 
the Chiefs had a great shot to get. We heard it rumors that the Chiefs were interested in him. They were monitoring that situation. And we know when Brett Veach monitors a situation, he generally finds a way to get it done. Zadarius Smith signed with the Ravens. So announced like three hours ago. Randy Gregory, which I didn't, I didn't think there was a great chance that was going to happen. And there's a funny story about that. We'll talk more about that later. But, but Randy Gregory signed with the Broncos. Chandler Jones, probably, I mean, either him or Vaughn Miller, probably the biggest name in free agency as a pass rusher. A lot of people were like, oh, Chiefs got to do what they can to get Chandler Jones. Raiders signed him. Vaughn Miller. Like a name a lot of people convinced themselves Chiefs would be able to get. I wasn't so certain about that. Um, everyone thought in the last 24 hours he might be going back to the Rams. Nope. Signs with the Bills, six years, $120 million. Just crazy number. I don't expect them to, to go out there and make that kind of deal. But they had a situation where they could have signed all of these big names at pass rusher at a position that they are are absolutely needing to have. And at the very least, you keep that player out of the hands of an opposing team. At the very best, you go out there and you fill probably your biggest need on your team. And they didn't, they haven't been able to do it. Right now, all these teams in the AFC West, not in the AFC West, in the AFC in general now, because now you've got Vaughn Miller going to the Bills. They've declared war on Patrick Mahomes. And they, this team doesn't have anything to counter it. Right now, they haven't. Their, their most meaningful move they made at the pass rush is to go and get back Frank Clark on a restructured contract, two years, like twenty nine million incentives up to thirty seven million, uh, some extra thirty six million total. I mean, that's nice. You created some cap room, but where's your move now? Going to go after Jadevian Clowney? Never had double-digit sacks, always hurt. Melvin Ingram? He can't be your, be your only solution. You had Melvin Ingram last year. Justin Houston? Well, they had, they had a chance to sign him the last couple of years. They weren't really interested. So right now, the Chiefs are in a tough spot because now their options are limited. You could sign some of those guys I just named. I mean, I expect them to sign Ingram, but does that fix the problem? Or do you just keep your pass rush at the same level it was last year? I think it's probably the latter. They could draft one at 30 and hope that this guy develops into a franchise guy. But you know how that works. It's like quarterback. You draft a guy that late in the first round, chances of that guy being a franchise edge rusher is very, very low because the value for that position is so high, they tend to go later. They could copy 2019 and they could trade for someone else's edge rusher that's on an expiring contract. I, I looked at that list of players that would be on that are on expiring contracts. JJ Watts at the top of that list. That's it. JJ Watt is constantly hurt. Um, you know, he's like maybe a year or two younger than than Von Miller. And I don't even know if he wants to come here because he had a chance to sign here last year and he didn't. Maybe they trade up and they can draft one. That's going to cost a ton of draft capital. It's going to be expensive. 
I don't, even, I don't know if it's even worth it for the Chiefs to have to trade up as far as they would. Because anyone else that is being taken outside the top, what, 12, 14, it, it probably is a developmental guy. Chiefs need pass rush help now, in 2022. So this is really going to test our ability to really trust Brett Veach. Unless he just makes some crazy move over the next two, three days that restores our faith. You know, I, I know that CDOT was getting a lot of flack for this, for saying that, you know, he wasn't quite convinced that Brett Veach was had the track record to show that he could fix the pass rush. And I fell into the camp that, yeah, you know, I think Brett Veach will go out there and get it done. Look what he did a year ago. But now... I'm starting to sweat a little bit, and it's not just the caffeine that I had this morning. I think it also might be because uh, I'm seeing all these names drop. I'm seeing Von Miller. I'm seeing Zadarius Smith. I'm seeing Chandler Jones all sign contracts today, and it ain't with the Chiefs. And that kind of concerns me a bit. Coming up next, we'll hear from Royals president of baseball operations, Dayton Moore, who spoke earlier to this uh, this evening about the Zach Greinke trade. Sign. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. in here on Big at Night 610 Sports Radio 610sports.com Are you a, you a fan of the uh the uh NCAA tournament Nolan? I love the NCAA tournament. Do you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I am so hyped up to watch Bryant and Wright State in the first four in. This is terrible. Actually, I'm loving like, these Wright State uniforms, dude, man. They're, dude, they're great. Look at that not, camo. This is not good basketball, dude. 
I got it on in here. I, I assume because the guys before me, Nick and, and the other guys from Jayhawk Talk, had it on before. Um, they were they were talking about hopefully they're talking about a KU Sweet Sixteen appearance. Like that's how you know it's KU fans when they're they're talking about hopefully with KU making the Sweet Sixteen. You know, like if it's a Duke fan, they they just believe they're entitled to it, or like a North Carolina fan generally when they got a good team. They, they think they're entitled to it. KU fans remember Bradley and Bucknell in Northern Iowa. Like they know that it, it could all come crashing down very soon. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, 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 I do. I, I believe that was sarcasm you were you were showing there with the Bryant and and Wright State. Uh, I could not tell you where these teams play at at all. Well, I mean, I couldn't tell you where they play at, and I might not fully enjoy it. But hey, it's basketball. It's March basketball. You got you got to be a little excited. I'm not that excited. <laughs> I was bashing it last week. It was like me and Julio, and Julio tried to say like he knew I was going to watch the Final Four. I don't think I am. I uh, I uh, it's hard for me to watch college basketball now. But I mean, I do have it on because the the guys before me put it on, and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm too lazy to get up and switch it. So I mean, I guess I'm locked in on Bryant Wright State and uh, Wright State right now at up seventy three sixty one with uh, just under eight minutes to go in the game. About an hour and a half ago, Royals president of baseball operations, Dayton Moore, spoke to the media talking, among other things, the signing of uh, former Royals great Cy Young winner Zach Greinke as he comes back and plays in Royal Blue. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're thrilled. I mean, our our goal uh, coming into uh, you know this this season was to do everything we can to to build a championship caliber pitching staff and uh, some of the moves that uh, we were able to make and um, obviously um, you know bringing Zach Grinky back a big part of that as as our young pitchers continue to mature and develop and you know we're so pleased with how they've showed up in shape and. Uh, you know, again, they're just maturing, and uh, to be able to add Zach into this mix with everything that that he's accomplished in his career, of course, he has a a very special place in Royals history. We we all know that, we all recognize that, we appreciate that, and and honor uh, what he's accomplished uh, not only in Kansas City but in his career. And then to to bring him back to Kansas City is a is a special thrill uh, for all of us. Something that uh, you know we all celebrate. What were the conversations like um, talking about this opportunity? You know, we, we had an opportunity to, you know, to spend some time with him uh, a few nights ago uh, and just uh, really just kind of, you know, be, you know, get reacquainted. And, uh, of course, um, you know, it seems like, you know, over the last three or four years, it's, it's something that, uh, truthfully, that, uh, you know, we've targeted. Um, a desire to to someday bring him back, and so we, you know, we we follow everything Zach Grinky does. Um, as you know, he started here in this organization, and as I mentioned, you know, we have a, a very special appreciation for him and Emily and his family, and um, and so, like I said, it's something that you know we've wanted to work hard to try to make happen at some point in time, and so we're just, you know, timing's everything, and uh, you know, we were able to. To do some things, uh, make some moves, you know, w- within uh, our roster to free up, uh, you know, some finances to, to move forward, and 
Uh, Mikey Miner, obviously, you know, was a part of that, and you know, Mikey did a, a tremendous job for us, um, and uh, we're very appreciative of, of what you know he he did for us, and you know, he he'd been with us you know twice now as well, and and um, and so, um, but uh, you know, we had to obviously make some moves to to you know get Zach back. Dave, why why was it such a, an important thing for you guys to? Um, bringing him back, like you said, I mean, it's something you guys have been thinking about for a couple of years and sort of angling towards. Why was it such an emphasis for the Well, first of all, he's he's a very talented pitcher, a very talented person, and brings value um, in a very impactful way. Uh, you know, the fact that, I mean, what did he throw, 171 innings last year, and, you know, one of the guys on the market, you know, Lynn, that we felt, you know, would be able to continue to provide us uh, quality innings. Uh, work well with our defense, work well in our ballpark, and really set the tone for um, you know our, our young pitching staff going forward. I think it's really important and crucial to have examples of greatness um, on your team, and um, somebody like Zach uh, certainly points the way for many of our young pitchers. I mean, what he's accomplished, how he goes about it. Um, he is somebody that understands the importance of executing pitches and uh, I think will be a huge example uh, to our young pitchers. That being said, you know, we believe Zach Grinke is, is going to perform very well and win a lot of baseball games for us here in Kansas City. This obviously evokes a lot of emotions and memories with fans. Um, what, what emotions and memories does it evoke for you? Well, I mean, I just I love watching Zach Grinke pitch. Uh, I love watching him go about his his work between starts. I love watching his side sessions. Um, he is he's a professional, and he's somebody that uh, takes um, pitching very very seriously. He under he reads swings well. Always has. He's been he's always been advanced. Uh, you know for. Uh, you know, for his um, level of experience, you know, when he was obviously very, very young, and um, you know, like I said, he's he's uh, he's somebody that reads swings. He knows how to to dissect hitters, uh, and I think it's uh, he makes pitching a true art form. And um, you know, I, to me, the, those are my greatest memories with Zach, just watching him pitch and watching him compete. Uh, tremendous athlete, fills his position, holds runners, does so many things that. Um, you know, allow put a, put a team in a position to win and allow himself to, you know, to go deep in games. And so it's something that uh, we all admire, and you know, we're glad he's back with us. A lot of history there too. I mean, the last time he was here, do you, do you guys did you talk about that before? Um, a little, little bit. I mean, um, you know, I, I'd um, like I said, you know, I've always, you know, either, um, you know, just always kept up with Zach and. Of course, you know, Alex Gordon obviously and him broke in together in the major leagues for the most part. And, you know, Gordo's, you know, been with us, you know, for his entire 14 year career. So we always were aware of what Zach was doing and how he was doing and, you know, what was going on with him, whether it be in spring training or the off season. And it just seems like it's just such a, you know, a, a small, small circle. And um, so, um, yeah, when we, uh, spoke, you know, the other night. It's you know, like we didn't miss a beat. What have you thought of the way he's evolved as a pitcher since you were first? 
Well, he does it. He, he really he doesn't really do it much differently. I mean, as um, he's always been somebody who has great field to pitch and command of his pitches, and um, somebody that um, you know really has a, a feel for what a hitter's trying to do and, and how to change and change speeds and disrupt timing and and do all those things that you have to do uh, to be sex- successful as a pitcher. And um, so, I mean, really. Other than, I mean, you know, you can his, you know, the, the power of his pitches is is not what it perhaps once was. But I think if Zach wanted to throw with more power, uh, he probably can and is capable of doing that. Um, but at the end of the day, he realizes it's again, it's about executing pitches and commanding those pitches on both sides of the plates in different areas and disrupting timing and and being creative and and uh, you know, Zach is able to continue to do that. The thing about Zach is, you know, he's always been a pitcher that that's never had any fear, and uh, he's not afraid to try different things. Like I said, he's very creative, and uh, to me, he's everything uh, a pitcher should be. Dave, with what he's done, the way that he prepares, the way he thinks about the game, that's certainly leadership. Um, but but on the field, do you guys view him as uh, you know the leader of that rotation, the the, the one? Well, I think I think Vern, truthfully, I, I think in a, in a major league pitching staff, especially the type of pitchers that we have, the group that we've assembled here, I think they all are going to they all learn from each other. It's a very tight knit group. These young pitchers have grown up together, uh, as we all know, throughout the minor leagues. They they transition into the major leagues roughly around uh, the same time, and um, you know I think they're all going to learn from each other. Uh, and and again, when you have somebody like Zach Grinky who's been able to do it as long as he has and and the way he has done it, uh, knowing our pitchers and what they're about, I mean they they're they're going to do everything they can to be around him, watch him, observe him, pick his brain, ask him questions. I mean that's the type of young pitchers that we have. And so I think it's going to be a, a group that learns from one another and grows uh, together and uh, is successful together. You know where he, he's at physically as far as, you know, like progression? Is he ready? Yeah, I think he's he, he's he's in pretty good. He threw a, uh, a side session yesterday, and, uh, you know, I'll let Mike and, and him talk about that tomorrow specifically, but we feel good about where he is compared to, you know, the rest of the pitching population. I mean, he's right where he probably should be compared to his peer group. With Back into the bullpen, uh, bolster that. Yeah, no, we we uh, you know we were we were close to maybe executing a, a similar type deal uh, prior to the lockout. Um, you know, we were, were trying to add depth from the left side, uh, some more power from the left side, and um, you know we were able to find the right type of matchup, and so. You know we're we're really happy uh, with Amir, and uh, we, we like him. Mike Matheny has targeted him, uh, felt that um, you know he can, can he can be more consistent, uh, and so you know we did our best to to try to you know make him a royal at some point. Within and, and like I said, it was the right type of matchup, and for what we were trying to do, and and uh, what they were trying to accomplish as well. You're always massaging the roster, but the the boxes that you had going into camp this year that you wanted to be checked have those been checked with these two moves well i think we're you know we're still 
uh, we, we feel very good about um, the general health of our of our group right now as we as we can at this point Vern as you know that's what it's all about spring trains about getting the pitching ready to go um, assuming everybody stays healthy I feel like that you know we have enough quality arms here as we set today but the game changes and we're always on the lookout and uh, always trying to prepare uh, for you know the, the next move or trying to upgrade in in multiple ways and so but we'll continue to evaluate what we have here in camp and uh, you know right now we, we feel feel good about the uh, the quality of arms and in pitchers that we have in camp this might be similar to what Annie asked but uh, and I know it's about wins and losses but it's all the fan sentiment with the, the drinking move a lot of excited Royals fans bringing back one of their favorites I'm, I'm sure that's something that hits your yeah, uh, we, we figured, you know, Sam and I talked about that and, um, you know, a couple of our, our front office members and, uh, of course, John and I spoke about that. And um, it's not why you do things, but, um, you know, let's face it. I mean, I think in, in this particular situation, um, the fact that we had a, a previous relationship with Zach and a comfort level, I think that all kind of uh, came together and lined up and allowed us to execute this. and perhaps win the tie or, or what have you. I mean, I, I know that there were several suitors out there for Zach Grinke. And, uh, you know, the conversations that we had prior to the lockout, uh, we made it very clear, he made it very clear that this is a possible landing spot, a destination where he wanted to return. And uh, so uh, once the lockout was lifted or the deal, excuse me, the, the CBA was completed, um, you know, that was, the, that was our first call was to, to Zach Grinke and Casey Close, and uh, we were fortunate, uh, like I said, that we were able to make something happen. So Mellinger gets some credit? Yeah, sure. As <laughs> long as we get the player. Whoever, I don't care who gets the credit, as long as we get the player. Aiden, when, um, and I know this is going back a way, but like when, when you guys did trade him, um, and obviously it was right before that period where you guys got to you know, do some, a lot of winning, um, was there ever a part of you that was that you felt like he was a guy who should have been part of that, or was it one of those things where you looked at and said, "Well, because of the deals that you know, particularly that deal that he was involved in, sort of started some of that." Yeah, I mean, I don't think we could have. I mean, the way we were set up, Lynn, at the time, it was uh, it was the right type of deal for him. It was the right type of deal for our franchise, and you know, the future of, of our of our franchise. So, um, but. You know, I think it, it would have been um, it would have been nice to, to have him through the, that run. I mean, he certainly would have, you know, been uh, at the top of the rotation, you know, with that group. Does it surprise you at all that he's been able to do this as long as he has and had success? No, as long as I mean, and he's always, like I said, he's always had a gift. I remember watching Zach Grinky pitch in high school. He, he's always had a gift, and that's to be able to uh, control his body. Um, he, he was the typical. He was as advanced as a high school pitcher that you'd want to see. Somebody who could repeat his delivery and throw, you know, multiple pitches uh, from the same arm slot, execute those pitches. Um, you know, very always fixated on his target, commanding his pitches, extremely athletic. I mean, Zach Grinky was a prospect as a as a hitter too, uh, coming out of high school in some circles, and so. Um, just a you know a very accomplished athlete and very determined person very focused uh, loves absolutely loves baseball and loves competing and uh, those types of guys uh, those types of players 
uh, you know, play and pitch for a long time, assuming they stay healthy. It's going to be DH, obviously, everywhere, but it's going to lobby Mike for some <laughs> That's one of the first things I told him. I said, look, if we give you a chance to hit, will you, you, know, will you come to Kansas City? And so he just laughed. But uh, anyway, he's, uh, he's a, just a uh, you know, terrific player. So that was Royals president of baseball operations, Dayton Moore, talking about, among other things, the signing of... Royals, former Royals, great now, current uh, Royals pitcher, Zach Grunke, as he comes back on a one-year, $13 million deal. Coming up next, though, I tell you my thoughts on the Chiefs' free agency moves thus far. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back in here on Bink at Night, Chris Unocero, Nolan Brooks. If you want to weigh in on anything that we talk about tonight, you can call in or text in. Phone number is the same, 913-576-7610. So I want to get into Chiefs free agency moves. I uh, did talk about the moves earlier on in the show Namely, the Chiefs bring back Chad Henney, Michael Burton, and uh, Andrew Wiley. You know, Wiley I might be a little concerned about. That was a lot of damn money to be paying him. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little bit worried about him because he's probably best as a backup guard. And something tells me that they're kind of 
setting him up to be Lucas Niang's backup there at tackle, and that doesn't make me very comfortable. Um, they did sign Texan safety Justin Reed, three-year, $31.5 million contract. I, I want to get into, though, the, the Tyron Matthew situation because them signing Justin Reed almost assuredly guarantees that Tyron Matthew will not be back on the team, which is sad. I, I talked about it at the beginning of the year that if they aren't able to get a deal done, it's sad for both sides because the Chiefs lose a leader, a, a guy who was great for the community, and because Tyron Matthew loses a team that he really, really wanted to play for. I mean, here's Tyron Matthew after the Chiefs lost to the Bengals. In the championship game, talking about the potential end of his time in Kansas City. I mean, I you know I hope so. You know, um, you know ever since I came here, you know, I've just tried to be the right kind of teammate. Um, you know, I've tried to play my part, and you know, uh, obviously, you know, it's always that feeling that you know you can make more plays for your team, but. Um, I'm hoping it works out. Um, you know, I don't have any control over that. Um, you know, I feel like everything that was in my control, you know, uh, I tried my best to, to handle it and, and, and to do it with a smile. So um, I love this team. I love this locker room. You know, it's a lot of coaches that I have great relationships with. And so I'm hoping, yeah. That man wanted to be in Kansas City. Bad. And he... I, I've, and I've said this many times before. Tyron Matthew is a guy that just wanted a place to call home. He's been rejected by a lot of teams during his time playing football. When he was at LSU, you know, got kicked off the team for doing something that is legal in most states in some capacity right now. I was dry, you know, as I was going to Springfield yesterday and just dispensary after dispensary, and they're like, you don't even need an ID card. Just ask us how. We've got we've got THC. Like it's it's just amazing how much that's changed in the last decade or so. Got kicked off his team when he was in college. Then he goes to the Cardinals, starts his career off well there, plays well. And then he signs a long-term deal. And he had some injury issues, and they were like, yeah, we want you to take a pay cut. He refused to take a pay cut because he felt that he deserved the money that he signed for, so they let him go. Then he goes to Houston, doesn't get a long-term commitment there, plays his year out there, and then comes to Kansas City. Kansas City was a team that he wanted to play for. He wanted them to invest in him. And not only did he go out there and, and show it with his play, he showed it with how he handled himself in the community. He went out there and he was constantly involved in trying to better Kansas City. You know, we here in Kansas City, us Kansas Cityans, sometimes we can get a little sensitive about the portrayal of us. You know, you know how it is. It, if you've ever listened to me, you know, before, especially recently, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of Tony Gonzalez. Uh, 
great player, but, you know, the guy has a, a hobby of bad-mouthing our city, and I don't really like it. So, you know, we, we could be a little petty. I, I definitely count myself as part of that as far as people being a little disrespectful about our city. But that's not what happened with Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew has invested in Kansas City. And all he wanted was for the the city and the team to invest back in him. And so it's kind of sad seeing the situation unfold the way it has, where it, it now looks as if he won't be back with the team. Looks like he'll end up playing elsewhere. I, I was seeing tweets yesterday that, you know, reportedly he might end up with the Raiders. There's some people speculating he could end up with back with the Chiefs. I know uh, Sean Barber, who was on the drive earlier, talked about that as a possibility. I mean, you know, sky's the limit right now for what could happen. There's a lot of different options that could be on the table. We certainly can't write off him coming back. But the NFL can be a cruel business. And loyalty to a fault can be a problem in sports. And it was the reason why I wasn't optimistic about the Chiefs signing him back. Because I felt like if they were going to do it, they they probably would have done it. Chiefs, they know their priorities. And when there's a, a player that they want to really sign, they generally find a way to do it. You know, sometimes you can get caught up in hiccups, like with Chris Jones, where they were trying to re-sign him but he wanted the last year of his rookie contract overwritten by his extension. And they were like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. I guess we'll just play this out until we get to the, uh, the, the franchise tag. But eventually they got something done. And we, you know, when they brought in Frank Clark, they very quickly signed him to an extension. Like This is generally how the Chiefs operate. They, they've never really been in danger of Tyreek Hill hitting free agency, of Travis Kelsey hitting free agency. They damn sure weren't with Patrick Mahomes. If they really value you, they don't let it get this far. And so it just it, it, it's kind of sad looking at the situation play out because I think we all knew that the likelihood of a deal getting done it was, was a little low. And it's not really the fault of Tyron because Tyron did everything he could the only issue that he probably had was that he'll be 30 in May. That's really the only issue is that he's a couple months away from turning 30. And you know, teams generally, once you get to the, th- the 3-0, they typically don't want to pay you big money unless you're at a premium position like pass rush. So I, I, I part of me just feels bad about this whole situation because I really do feel like he wanted to be here, and I do think the Chiefs wanted him to be here, but it, it was going to come at a certain price, and I don't think they were going to be very lenient about that about, about the value that they think he could be at. And, you know, when you, we were hearing stuff that he could probably go for 14, 16 a year, we were like, oh, hell no, that's not happening. So it's kind of a sad situation there. I, I do hope they, they are able to find a way to bring him back because – him, Justin Reed, and, and Juan Thornhill, that would be a hell of a safety collection there. Um, and it, it certainly would ease, I think, a, a lot of our concerns about this secondary. Because right now, losing Charverius Ward in free agency, it's looking a little dicey here. Coming up next, I tell you why I can't blame teams for risking it all to go get Deshaun Watson. 
This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. minutes here in the first hour. Bink at night. 610 Sports Radio. 610sports.com. The Odyssey app. Christian Ocero, Nolan Brooks. Uh, if you want to call in, text in on the Jay's, Jay's uh, Southland Toast Service text line, which is 913-576-7610. Feel free to do so. James is in Waldo. James, you're on Bink at night. Hey, like the show and like your uh, analysis. Yeah, appreciate you uh, listening to the show. Hey, anytime. Uh, one, it runs two things by you. One, I think I speak for most of Chiefs Kingdom when you see all these other teams making a big name signings, salary cap or not. And to me, honestly, the Chiefs just haven't got it done. And and now, to make matters worse, you need a wide receiver number two. And, and to make matters even worse, your defense is in shambles. The one guy you signed, Frank Clark, outside of uh, uh, Matthew's replacement, is you signed Frank Clark, a guy who may or may not be going to prison because he got caught with a, a gun twice? Like, you know, in B3 Trust and all that, that's all great. Well, proof is in the pudding, man, and there's no pudding right now. That defense is a mess. They couldn't get to Joe Burrow. I, I, I don't know if they're on playing ABCD or E at this point, but whatever they're doing, it's not working out. And to me, the Chiefs have a recruiting issue. And let's also not forget that when was the last time this team developed a receiver? Tyreek Hill came in with Olympic speed, so let's not count that. They've proven that they cannot develop players, especially in the receiver core. So I don't have much confidence of them going out and drafting and developing the next, you know, uh, Devontae Adams. Can you explain to me where the plan is? Because I don't see it in that offensive line. Now gets to go up. You got who? Who did they sign today? Was Andrew Wiley? Was that it? Yeah, Andrew Wiley, Chad Henney. Great, great. So we got (laughs) Andrew Wiley, who got bowled over by the Buccaneers, and now he's going to go up against you. I mean, you know the people. The the Chargers look deep on defense, so he gets to go up that. The the Raiders have made some signings. And, and the Broncos are pretty stout. And, oh, by the way, the Bills got Von Miller. I mean, this to me looks like there are so many holes as teams look like Swiss cheese besides Patty Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. But all this and off the air, I love your show. I know the Super Bowl is not lost in, in March, but it sure as heck isn't won either. So I guess we'll see. I appreciate you calling in, James. I, you know what? I, I'll say this. I give you a lot of credit for not cursing on the air like that because you could tell he was pretty pissed. And I talked about this at the beginning of the show. Like, this is one of those moments where it's going to test your patience as a Chiefs fan because I think we all expected a year ago, after we expected after a year ago when Brett Veach was just out here making all these moves like we obviously knew offensive line was a big problem it was a major problem they went out there and they took care of that issue they had uh joe tooney signed before the even you know league year even started traded for orlando brown moved the first round pick in order to go get him they 
drafted Creed, drafted Trey Smith. We knew that they were probably going to draft two of the, the positions that they had. And we figured that that Niang was going to get the, the start at right tackle. And he did and kind of flipped around with Rimmers. But there was a lot of confidence in Veach's job after that. And man, right now, I, I, I understand how you feel, James, because I myself am... I've been sitting there refreshing Twitter the last two days looking for the moves, and the biggest move we got is probably Andrew Wiley, one year, two and a half million. We'll talk more about that coming up next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.